Welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. This is Kyle Brown, and we've got Kevin Collins, who is the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic Territory Manager for Aquatrols, on the line with us today. So how's it going today, Kevin? Uh, very good. Lots of rain today in my neck of the woods. That ties into what we're talking about today. You know, and I'm really interested in this because we hear so much in the golf course uh, industry about what to do when we don't have enough water on the course but there's less of a focus on what we should do when we have too much water on the course. And when the weather's been wet for so long, it's something that we have to worry about. It's something that all superintendents need to pay attention to. So, you know, the, the western U.S. is still pretty considerably dry, but parts of the eastern and southeastern United States, we've had one of the wettest summers in recent memory. So what are the challenges that we're having to face right now? Well, you know, there's, there's many of them, and, you know, from a golf course perspective, you know, one of the challenges is all the lost rounds. You can't make up for that. And it, really the damage to the golf course, you know, because of those, the types of conditions that this amount of rain will leave, just a lot of extra work for the crews, very increased disease pressure because of all the saturation. The guys were spraying for pythium and all those stress diseases that pop up during these times. The turf, even when you get the players out there, gets a little soft. So you get a lot of physical damage from, from carts if they let them out and all the foot traffic and ball marks. And in the northeast and mid-Atlantic, since probably since the end of May, it's been very, very humid also, which creates a condition uh, with very puffy turf. So there's a lot of mechanical damage that could happen uh, also. So superintendents have to be very vigilant about raising their mowing heights and being very careful uh, when they uh, actually go out and cut the course. Yeah, there are a lot of maintenance issues that we have to take into account. We need to get the water off the course and, and get it moving. And you wanted to talk about a particular tool that we can use for this. And how can a soil surfactant help help a superintendent deal with too much water on the course? A few years back, we always wondered about this also. And our company is known for a lot of R&D. And we're international. So over in Ireland, we did a three-year study. They had a three years in a row that had, you know, it was sopping wet over there. It just never stopped raining. So we did some trials and to see what surfactants could do to lessen the volumetric water content in the root zones. And we also did a study over here, and we found that the surfactants actually help keep the root zones drier, even in these types of wet conditions. So when you think of a surfactant and the way they work, you will still have repellency in your root zones, even in these types of conditions. So the surfactants help to keep water moving uniformly through the profile, you know, as far as, as draining through the profile. And it helps to reduce puddling on the surface when you're able to get that water moving. And they will drop the, the moisture levels. I've actually done trials myself in New England where it, the difference between using a soil surfactant and not using one as far as volumetric water content is pretty significant. The less water, of course, that you have in that root zone, the right surfactants can um, help reduce those disease pressures and lower that volumetric water content and get a little more oxygen in that root zone. And of course, you know, surfactants are not a silver bullet. There's other practices that the superintendents can use as far as spiking and, you know, of course, paying attention to their physical soil characteristics and, and making sure their drainage works. But it, it's a great tool as far as overcoming that obstacle of water repellency which will really inhibit good volumetric water content and good uniformity in the root zone. And, you know, so that's where I think they can really help you. 
when you're talking about this research, then what should a schedule look like during a really wet period? Well, typically with, with surfactants, you know, the best results you'll get is if you go on a program. And a lot of superintendents, when we're talking about greens and, and teas, will go anywhere from 28 days to 14 days. So starting in the, in the spring, it's good to start a program like that. And I would just stick to my program. If it's a matter of you know you have a gully washer coming and you know you're going to uh, face mm. some really high levels of precipitation, I think you're always better off putting that surfactant out prior to that event. In that way, you know, you'll, you'll see some good results as far as getting water off the surface and through that root zone. Conversely, uh, the root zone will dry down quicker. The um, surfactants that we looked at, we always look at our own surfactants, of course. So we had tested a product we have uh, that's called 1690 and a product called Revolution that we had bought out in 2005. And actually, we had the very best results with, uh, with Revolution. I, I had always kind of agreed with the superintendents that, hey, you know, why would you have to use a surfactant when you're getting this much rain? So I was actually surprised when I saw it. Again, it's just a great tool, especially when you get in the summertime. I know you've probably had this weather, you know, where it becomes the most severe and then the times that you want the least amount of moisture in your root zone is when you, when you get these crazy high temperatures and humidity. That's when you have the most problems. In fact, a lot of the superintendents that have lost turf in my area, it wasn't even due to disease. It was basically a wet well. The grass was boiling. We had a long stretch of 90-degree weather three times, and a lot of the nighttime temperatures have been up high 70s, low 80s. And we basically just got a break a couple weeks ago. And, and that's where I feel it's the most critical. I do love when a study results in some new approaches or a new tool for superintendents to use on the course. Uh, it sounds like this could be really useful. I really appreciate your help. Thanks so much. Oh, it's my pleasure.